a freezer meal comes into place for a busy family because you've done, you've started the meal or you've got most of the meal going in your soak cooker, your in-spot, you know, you can do oven meals and things like that too. But I find the most useful ones for our busy schedule to be slow cooker and instant pot kind of style. And you just drop them in there frozen and they thaw and cook all in the appliance and you don't have to do anything except for serving. Hey, this is Allison and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. Our guest today is none other than Aaron Chase, the founder of $5dinners.com and author of the $5 Dinner Mom Cookbook series. Her expertise in budget-friendly meal planning and grocery shopping has impacted the lives of countless individuals and families. Erin is on a mission to empower busy home chefs to save money on groceries, get organized in the kitchen, and rediscover the joy of cooking, even during challenging times like today's inflation and looming recession. Well, maybe a recession, maybe not. She has helped tens of thousands of shoppers save hundreds of thousands of dollars and regain their sanity in the kitchen. She's here to share her valuable insights on how to navigate the grocery store during these turbulent times and keep your budget in check without sacrificing the quality of your meals. So without further ado, let's dive into this enlightening conversation with Aaron Chase. Hi, Erin. Welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast. I'm so happy you're here with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. Of course. So I want the listeners to kind of get a kind of backstory of how you got into talking about creating budget-friendly meals and having a budget-friendly grocery experience, which seems not possible these days, but I'd love for you to share just kind of your background, how you found yourself there before we talk about how to manage the grocery store these days with prices. That's going to be a challenge, but we'll get into it. So (laughs) back in the recession of 2008, 15 years, we just celebrated the 15th anniversary of $5 dinners, which is so fun and so wild. But it's interesting because we find ourselves in the same type of market. It was a different reason for recession slash impending recession, we'll call it as we are in today, but it's the, the food prices and the budgetary pinches that we feel are the same. And so I think there's a lot we can draw from that experience. And so back in the summer of 2008, I was not working. I was home with my two little boys and my husband had a long commute to work and the gas prices were what really shot up back then. Like they've shot up and come back down here now. And now the food prices have gone up and not ish, ish leveled off, but either way, it's the same type of a pinch. So we needed to do something quickly. We had just bought a home. We were at the locked in at the lowest rate. We had at that time, pay as you go cell phone plans. If you remember those, that was the thing. And so we really didn't have any, we didn't have a lot of wiggle room in our kind of fixed month to month expenses. And so I needed to do something quickly and started with strategic meal planning, couponing a little bit, not too much. Like I never got into the whole like extreme couponing thing back in the day, but just being wise about what I was spending and using it well and doing my best to not waste food and all of that. And so it really just kind of came down to a combination of strategic shopping, meal planning, and a little bit of couponing, which you can still to do, do today. It just looks a little different. Cut our grocery bill in half. And I was so excited wow. about it. I couldn't stop talking about it. And my sister was like, I don't care. I had a, like a family <laughs> blog where I would put like pictures of the kids at school, at, at the pool, like it's swimming lessons. You know, this was the summer of 2008. They were little bitties. They were three and one at that time. And so, so she was like, I don't care what you're buying at the store. I don't care what you're cooking for dinner. And I was like, actually, you're right. This deserves its own space. And I was super familiar with blog spot blogger way back in the day. Yep. And so I, I kind of separated out 
my shopping and my groceries and all of that and just frugal tips and meal planning tips and all that into its own website and the and five dollar dinners it just took off to the races because everybody was feeling it mm-hmm. and there at that time was not another resource like it out there and so she, between sharing shopping trips and budget re- friendly recipes how I was mix, mixing and matching different things I got on sale or just different things that I had in my pantry or that I had put into the freezer, all of those things kind of came into play. And it just, I've just been, what I say now is I'm just trying to keep the train on the tracks (laughs) and keep helping people, even though the landscape has changed, but there was a long period of time where we didn't have to focus so much on our food budget, maybe necessarily we were managing, or we were getting good at managing other parts of our budget or just managing our budget in general. And so now all of a sudden, it was actually two years ago, we started tracking the food price increases in July, 2021. And nobody noticed until really? probably last summer, it became a little bit more into the, into the mainstream financial news. And then now everybody, and then of course people start to notice when things like eggs and milk really pop up, mm-hmm. which they did about nine, nine, 12 months ago, but they're starting to level off again. And so I'm hoping, I don't know that they'll come back down to where they were. Oh my gosh. One could, one could dream, right? We can dream (laughs) and we can also readjust to this sort of like, I'm calling it the new food price normal, right? Mm -hmm. We need to adjust to milk is no longer going to be a dollar 99 a gallon. That was real nice Mm -hmm. for a while back two years ago. It's going to stay closer to four now. And that is, it is what it is. And so we have to make adjustments to how we're using it. If you do see it happen to be marked as on sale at your store, you can get a little bit, get two gallons worth to last you for the two weeks instead of one week or however much you, I mean, just, everybody's amounts are different, but you know, just play the game a little bit differently. It's all about the little teeny tiny changes that you can make that will help extend those food dollars. Okay. So I'm curious, how can families that maybe haven't been as aware or conscious or trying to be very strategic about their grocery budget, how can they now that prices are increased and they're feeling the pinch, right? We have these people that, like you said, are paid this strict amount. It's not fluctuating. Maybe their pay isn't increasing. How can they adapt to the food prices without necessarily sacrificing the quality of their meals? Because I think so many people think, well, if I spend less on food, then that means I'm eating really unhealthy or I'm I'm not feeding my kids well, right? Like we're just eating ramen or beans. And that's not always the case. It doesn't have to, it's not the way it has to be, right? Right, exactly. So I think my challenge and kind of my approach to grocery shopping and just planning meals and all of that is think in ingredient prices and Mm -hmm. specifically in like the most common ingredients that you buy. So for dinner, let's say that's going to be probably boneless, skinless chicken breasts, ground beef, maybe a pork roast, maybe a beef roast here and there, like especially meat prices, because that's the most expensive part of any meal. And I want you to think about your, your, the dinner plate that you're feeding to your family, right? So the protein is going to be the largest slice. Half of your dinner cost should be the protein. And then you can fill in with vegetable, frozen, fresh, whatever's cheaper. I eat a lot. We eat a lot of organic frozen vegetables from Costco because they are actually cheaper than the conventional frozen vegetables here at my local grocery store. So, and they're organic. So great, right? Double, double dip there. And so we get the health, we get the the savings. And so a, a frozen veggie or fresh, depending on what's on sale that week at the store, maybe a side salad with like mm-hmm. a spring mix or something like one of those, I'll get the big clamshells and we'll do some side salads of spring mix and one or two little toppings, just keep it simple. 
for a side salad and some sort of a starch, whether that's dinner rolls that I grabbed from the freezer, dinner rolls that I made using our bread machine or rice or Mm -hmm. pasta, rice and pasta, super cheap. But when you think about your dinner plate in terms of, okay, protein costs, starch costs, veggie cost, and depending on what your family likes, like I can't tell you what side dishes to eat, but the protein cost is the easiest one to kind of control, but also the most important one to control because it's the highest on your plate. So like when I started $5 dinners, it was, you know, our, we could do a pound of protein for under $2 real mm-hmm. easily. That's more like wow. $4 now. Yeah. And so, you, you, but we just adjust it. So instead of making $5 dinners every night, I'm, I'm shooting for seven, six to seven. Mm. That's just my personal goal. Everybody's number is going to be different. It depends on your family size, how old your kids are, yada, yada, how much you're willing to sort of quote, play the game. But if you focus on the protein costs, what is advertised on sale at your store, people don't know where to look in these. It used to be that you'd see like the sales in the newspaper, right? Like that was the thing years and years, like coupons in the newspaper, ad for your grocery store in the newspaper. My friend, it's on your phone. You just need to go to your store's app and the flyer is right there in your phone. And you can, and there's apps too. Like the flip app is really great for just looking at all stores, not just grocery stores Mm -hmm. that you can see what else is, you know, other types of retailers as well. And so it's all right there. So when you're mindlessly scrolling or when you're pretending to watch a Netflix show in the background, look at the (laughs) sales of your store, right? Like it's right there. Or you can get an email to you. I actually have one store locally here that it's a little far from my house. So I don't go there that often. But if I do see something that's super, super great price or something that we're short on or that I know I could use well, then I'll drive up there to get it. But I get those into my email. And that's Mm -hmm. just something that I just glance at super quick once a week when they come through on Wednesdays. And so, you know, you just have to make it work for you. But I think the most important thing is focusing on what's on sale, especially the front page of the circular, and then your protein costs for your meals, whether that's for lunches, even breakfast, it's a little harder to do. There's not as quite as often sales on like sausage and bacon, things like that for breakfast, but for the dinner part, absolutely Mm -hmm. easy to, um, easy to do that way. Exactly. That's what we do. We actually will sit down and we base our meal plan off of the HEB ad and we will be like, oh, pork roast is on sale or pork loin. And then we will buy multiple of them and stick them in the freezer, especially when they go on deep discount. And they'll usually like limit to a person. So my husband and I will both go and we'll each get Art. two, which feels like cheating a little bit, but it's not. It's following the- two per person. If it's a yep. two per household, maybe, but two per yeah. person. That's both true. Going in there. Okay. You know? So I love the tip on being able to really think about the protein prices, I guess, stocking up whenever it is cheaper. We have, we honestly are a, a meat eating family. We have meat every single dinner, which some people will say is unhealthy. I think it's perfectly fine. So you're like, you're right. Those are the biggest expense when it comes to our grocery budget. So I'm wondering what role meal planning or meal prepping or even batch cooking has on saving money for groceries. Do you think it's worth the time of sitting down and making a meal plan or prepping out meals in advance? I have an entire freezer cooking program called My Freeze Easy. <laughs> Let me plug that really fast. So yes, whenever I was going to ask you if if you're putting your pork roast into the freezer in their package, stop doing that. 
I do that. What? Instead, grab just barbecue sauce or I, there's a, a gold barbecue sauce that I'm currently obsessed with. It's sold at Trader Joe's. Very affordable, com- comparable, but it's just got this magical addition. Anyways, it's a, I think North Carolina gold barbecue and pour that in there and then put it in a bag or a container of some kind and put it in the freezer. That way you've done one extra step. You've started a meal but it's in your freezer. So you just have to take that frozen pork roast with its sauce, let's say, or marinate or whatever you add to it. Defrost, you can add baby potatoes, onions, uh, rub or dry mix of some kind, some spices or seasoning, put that in, cook, slow cook that, instant pot that. And then you've already, you've started your meal. This is mm-hmm. one less thing you have to even think about when you do it all together at once. And so with our freezer cooking program, we suggest getting four to six meals worth of that protein when it's on sale and then making a bunch of that day or the next day. I usually do it the next day Mm -hmm. uh, just to give myself, you know, shop today, prep tomorrow. I personally have found that that is the best strategy for our family Mm -hmm. in terms of family dinners where I can get thousands of recipes in there. It's lots of ways to get chicken, lots of ways to get beef roast. And then I'll, I don't have to think about it. I just take it from the freezer, put it right into the, the slow cooker yesterday. It was chicken tortilla soup. I just Yum. literally took it from the freezer, ran the water over the bag to get it to separate from the frozen chicken. And, and there was like bell peppers and onion and tomato and taco seasoning, dump it right into the slow cooker frozen set eight hours. And I'm, I was off. We had a flag football game, so I couldn't cook dinner yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had yeah. to have the slow cooker doing it. But then I also had the meal already made because I had done that ahead of time. And that's where I think the value of a freezer meal comes into place for a busy family because you've done, you've started the meal or you've got most of the meal going in your soak book or your in-spot, you know, you can do oven meals and things like that too. But I find the most useful ones for our busy schedule to be slow cooker and instant pot kind of style. And you just drop them in there frozen and they thaw and cook all in the appliance and Mm -hmm. you don't have to do anything except for serving. One thing to clean yeah. up. I usually add rice. Like yeah. yesterday, we actually did a slow cooker meal. I prepped it though that morning. I actually filmed myself prepping it for Instagram as one does. I just had that and a rice pot. And I was like, done. It had the meat. It had carrots in it. We had the rice. I was like, we have a vegetable. We have a starch. We have a protein. Done. Like that is it. That's what we have going on. And you're right. It's so helpful. I need to be better about prepping them in advance. Maybe it's because I work from home. So I'm like, it's not that big of a deal if I take You'll just throw it together 10 minutes or so. But I remember working when I was a teacher and I was working out of the house, that was a big pain having to think about doing that or thinking, oh my gosh, it's the night before nine o'clock. Now I have to prep something because I don't want to do it in the morning at six o'clock in the morning. So I love that idea. I have a random question. I want to know if this has ever happened to you. It's happened to me and it was awful. I set my slow cooker. I went off to work. I came home and the power had gone out during the day for like 30 seconds and it turned off my slow cooker at like nine o'clock in the morning. Has that ever happened to you? It was awful. I don't think so, but that would be terrible because you're expecting your house to smell amazing. And then you come home and you're like, where's yeah. my dinner? Yeah. No, I, I have know that I, ha- although I, my husband works from home, I'm in and out of the house and I have an office yeah. too. Like it, I, we're kind of all over, but I don't know. I don't think that that's ever happened. Like a if I freak, does, I don't remember. a but freak that's terrible. Thing. Yes. And what's yeah. funny is I had a coworker that had the same exact thing happen on that day. Cause it was like the whole neighborhood's power just shut down, just, you know, really quick and back just up for a second, 
just for a second and both of our roasts were ruined. I was so upset, but that's, that's just a funny kind of unfortunate story. Hopefully that hasn't happened to anyone who's listening. And if it has just know you aren't alone, it's happened to me before. Today's episode is brought to you by my budget to build wealth. Here's the truth. I do not believe, actually, I refuse to believe that wealth is just for the rich. I believe that wealth can be built on a budget without sacrificing what you love to spend money on. I fully believe that budgeting is the quickest, most effective way for you to reach your money goals. So whether your goal is to stop living paycheck to paycheck, pay off those student loans that have been hanging over your head, or find room in your budget every single month so that way you can start investing for your future, you're going to need a guide, a plan to get yourself there, which is exactly what I'm sharing in my free training, Budget to Build Wealth. In this training, I'm gonna be sharing three massive mistakes that people make with their budget and their financial plan, so that way you can avoid them. I'm gonna be sharing with you the secret to freeing up more money in your budget each month, so that way you can send extra money to your goals, and I'm going to be sharing with you my tried and true four-step framework to budgeting your way to wealth without giving up what you love. Plus, there is a very special free gift for anyone who stays until the end. You can sign up by going to inspiredbudget.com class, or just click the link in my show notes. You'll be able to choose a time that works for your schedule and I'll see you there. Other than the protein, we talked about the protein. I know that inflation can impact different types of food differently. Are there any specific categories other than protein that you recommend people like pay special attention to when trying to save money or anything that you're like, Hey, go without this for a while. Or I know people will do meatless Mondays to try to save money. Is there anything else that you think people can be aware of when they're heading into the grocery store or making their meal plan for the week? Two things. I think one meatless Monday for sure. And we also do rice and beans Wednesday. Okay. Rice and beans together makes the complete protein still can do that for under $5 probably unless you add mm-hmm. like saffron to it, which you're not going to do <laughs> uh, here. You can do a lot with rice and beans, whether it's dried beans or canned beans and those together make it a complete protein and it's super filling. So thinking about doing something like that doesn't have to be Wednesday. That's just when we do it around here. Yeah. So that is definitely one. I think the second category would actually be kind of your pantry and freezer mm-hmm. staples. So if you see that your frozen vegetables are under a dollar, fill up your freezer. If you see that pasta is BOGO or something like that, right. grab four boxes worth or however many you think you'll need, depending on your, you know, kind of your, what your family likes to eat. Everybody's a little bit different. And so I think focusing on the pantry staples and the freezer staples, that way you're, there's less pressure on the fresh. I'm like, I bought mm. these strawberries on sale and everybody yes. I thought I was going to make a fancy salad and I, you know. So whatever it may be, I think that after meat, I would focus on the pantry and freezer stuff that you know will last a while, making sure that you're getting that on sale so that you don't have to pay full price and, you know, until the next time you might see it on sale, which is probably going to be eight to 10 weeks, depending on your store. And so I think focusing on that and then last would be if you can grab apples because they're on sale, like it's the fall Mm -hmm. now, right? Well, doesn't feel like the fall outside for us here in Texas, (laughs) but it's coming up on fall. So we're going to start to see more of those fall 
vegetables and fruits. So apples and acorn squash and spaghetti squash and, you know, butternut squash, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so grabbing those when you can, when they're marked down, but then of course you need to use them fairly quickly to take advantage of the savings that you got. You don't want to have to end up throwing that away, but produce, fresh produce, less so dairy, but fresh produce is the highest risk of that. And so anything we can do to reduce that risk is going to be helpful as well. Yeah. I know I'm guilty of throwing away a bag salad or we actually just threw away cauliflower that had molded. I was like, oh, we had such good hopes for us, right? Like why didn't we just buy the riced cauliflower in the frozen bag? That would have been a lot better option because then if we didn't cook it, we didn't throw it away. So I know that I have thrown away one too many produce items in my life just from crushed dreams that never came. The, a version of me that doesn't exist. Speaking of a version of me, I do not like to cook. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't enjoy it. It's not something that I find I'm very good at. I like, I do what I call stupid, simple meals where I'm just like, no, we, the simpler, the better, the less time I'm in the kitchen. But what about those people who are like me? Maybe they don't necessarily enjoy cooking. It's a pain for them. It's a chore for them. They don't have someone in their house that's willing to take it on. And so they find themselves just kind of in the takeout line, the Chick-fil-A line or ordering pizza and what advice do you have for those people who might not enjoy the process, but they also want to save money and kind of stop the habit of going out to eat or grabbing takeout more than they intend to do, like me? Question back then for you and everybody. Okay. Why is it because you don't know how to cook? Is it because you feel like it's a waste of time? Is it because you don't know how to fit it into your busy schedule? Those are some really great questions. I would say number one, some of my listeners might not be confident cookers. Maybe they just don't feel like they know what they're doing. Maybe they've been like corrected on how to chop a vegetable correctly one too many times. And they're like, clearly this isn't for me. I can write a book. I can run a business cooking in the kitchen. Maybe not my forte. I would say (laughs) that if you want to save money on food, not just groceries, but also the dining out, Mm -hmm. her friend that told me that she door dashes three times a week and I (gasps) wanted to be like, and she has a kid who just started college and I'm like, Mm -hmm. and she's got three more coming and I'm like, no, 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 no. You have this thing called tuition or your college. I mean, there's for us right now, I have a son going to college too. So it's like, we're all about tuition and 529s mm-hmm. right now at our house. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but whatever that expense is, like we always have something years ago, it was braces. And then it was, you know, there's always mm-hmm. some big thing coming up. And when you want to find money quickly, the fastest place to do it is in your food, both at going out and eating at home. So if you want to reduce your going out, what do you have to do? Eat at home. If you want to eat at home, you got to learn how to cook. I got lots of cooking videos on our YouTube channel. They're super fast. They're super fun. They're super like hacky, you know, watch Mm -hmm. me do this. It's uh, a little bit of baking, a little bit of actual cooking of food. We have another shoot coming up. It's, it's, you just have to, it doesn't have to be our channel. It'd be anybody, but you have to go learn how to cook two or three things. If you learn Mm -hmm. how to cook two or three things that like the whole meal, the whole thing, sides, Mm -hmm. everything then that'll help you grow in that confidence. And that will then, oh, well, I can just, I can go make sloppy joes. Yeah. I mean, we can all make sloppy joes. Y'all, everybody can make sloppy joes. Everybody can make spaghetti. And a sauce. 
whether it's the canned version or you're making your own. We have a great make your own recipe that's super easy mm-hmm. and cheaper. Like, but you don't have to go all that way. If it's just the can and the beef and the buns, great. Um, With some baby carrots and some fruit, done. Meal for your family, go. So I think too, the other thing that gets people tripped up besides the confidence in learning how to cook, which mm-hmm. is a problem you could solve pretty easily. There's a million yeah. resources out there for that. Is kind of just, just, I think it comes back to the mindset of it of, well, I'll just... Our family to go through Chick-fil-A is $62. Yes. I'm super sorry. I'm not doing that. And you shouldn't either. And let my words right now be a convicting statement for you, (laughs) for your money. Like you, I, if I can make a dinner for my family, okay, do this, go to Costco, buy -hmm. the just bare chicken breasts. Okay. They're almost identical to the Chick-fil-A. No, no, no. Yeah. You just have to warm them up. They're frozen. Yeah. Okay. Frozen, just spare chicken breast or the nuggets. Okay. They're virtually identical to Chick-fil-A wow. and it's a third of the cost. Yeah. There you go. It's a mindset thing, right? Like I yeah. always go to what else could I use this $50 for? Mm-hmm. The difference between what I would make for a meal at home, let's just round it up to 10 versus $62. And that's a Chick-fil-A. I could maybe a taco place nearby. I could probably get away with like $45 for our whole family. But that's about as low as it's going to get yeah. for the six of us to go out to eat right now. So, yeah. So like I could do a lot with 50 bucks mm-hmm. and that's one meal's worth. Like, imagine yeah. that's two or three times a week times four. Like, and here's the other thing about money. This is just a fun little like thing we don't think about. So with our food spending specifically, because we have, this is what I've found over the years and talking to lots of different people, because we have to eat every day. Mm-hmm. And as, as a mom, I have this acute pressure to feed my people every day. Yeah. Like we, we I, I feel that we have to, yeah, we have to feed them. They have to eat. So what we do not do is keep a mental track mental. We, we keep it tracked in an app or, you know, we use our, mm-hmm. our family uses QuickBooks online for tracking all these things, categorizing everything. Like there's something tracking it, but it's not us. Until we get to the end of the month or the end of the quarter, depending on when you do these check-ins, which I know your people probably do them more frequently because you're, you're guiding them and leading them. But in the moment, in the, like when I'm this, let's say yesterday we had flag football easily right after the game, it had been raining. We were all cold. Mm-hmm. We were all hungry. I already had the soaker going. I already had dinner here. Cause I yeah. knew that I was going to be like, we should just buzz through the drive-thru. But what I wouldn't have thought of was when was the last time I went through the drive-thru? When was the last time I had takeout? When was the last time I went? Like, mm-hmm. you don't mentally track right. your food dollars, whether it's mostly going out because that's the more expensive part or grocery until we get to the end of the month. And so if you, whatever that takes, like to to be more aware of that, whether it's mm-hmm. keeping a track in your notes app, I have a, we use QuickBooks, I said, so I have a once a week our restaurant total gets emailed to us. Oh, I love that. It just gets emailed. So this month, August, our total for going out is $147, which we're not... at the end of the month. Like, wow. So, I don't know what happened, but it's because it's usually a little bit higher than that. But like, that's it's amazing. It's, it's top of mind because mm-hmm. I'm getting this weekly email sent to me from, and I know every app's a little bit different depending on what you're using right. tracking and stuff. That's just a mechanism that we have found to be helpful because, and that just is, it's a cue to me. It's a reminder to me, like, mm. okay, we still have room in our budget. We don't like, yeah. what are we trying to stay for? You know, we have a tuition payment coming up in two weeks, which is our current motivation, right? Everybody mm-hmm. has their little thing. But when you, I guess, be aware of the fact that 
we don't do a good job of mentally tracking our food dollars, mm-hmm. grocery and dining out. But if we can do something to bring that to the top of mind for ourselves, then it's a little bit more convicting of, okay, I do need to eat at home. I'm not calling for DoorDash. I'm not going to pay the $10 mm-hmm. fee, whatever it may be. And unless it's a true emergency, we've had that happen right. before. I remember some, there was something, it was back in the spring. I don't remember, but I only needed to get two kids food. And I was often, it was probably my son had had a medical emergency last year. I was probably dealing with that. So I got ch- Chipotle for my husband and one boy. Yeah. 40 bucks. 40. Oh my God. I had it door dashed. And I was like, okay, well that's never happening again. Like <laughs> the only time I've ever yeah. used DoorDash was when I got COVID and some friends sent me a DoorDash gift card. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah. this makes it easy to use that because yeah. I have a gift card. This is the only time I've ever done DoorDash because I can't bring myself to pay that fee. No. Well, I yeah. love this. I love that you seem to make it very doable. And just like we brush our teeth every day, just like we do, we do things like I take my dog on a walk sometimes when I don't want to. It's just a a task that we have to get through. And I love that you can make it easier for people, especially busy moms. Cause I know I'm a busy mom. There's times whenever I have the best intentions and by the end of the day, I just say I am done. So I would like to get to the point where I can say I am done, but here's this really super easy thing I already put in place. So that way I could just sit back and everyone can serve themselves. Yeah. No thought dinners is what I call those. It's just a dinner you don't have to think about. Mm -hmm. You know how to cook it, whether it's simple sloppy joes or even just spaghetti, like or macaroni and cheese. Great. I love it. Mac and cheese. That's fantastic. I love it. So where can listeners find more about you? So the best place is the $5 dinners website, which is the number $5 dinners.com and I'm, or Aaron Chase. I'm not hard to find. I'm literally all over the internet as you are. So (laughs) just come and find us, whatever you're struggling with. We can help you with it when it comes to cooking on a budget. At the end of every interview, I like to ask our guests three questions just to get to know you better. The first question is, what is one thing you're looking forward to? My son will be studying overseas (gasps) in Spain starting in like two weeks for his freshman year, which is really cool. It's a cool program through Florida State. And we're going to go visit him. So we are looking forward to that. Also budgeting for that and looking for, you know, frugal travel options for that as well. Mm -hmm. So that I think is probably like my current like top looking for that is cool his freshman year he's going for the whole year or just a semester whole year that yep. is so awesome what courage like that is that is really really cool yeah he's a cool kid I'm excited for him that's awesome my second question is what's one money mistake you've made that you would tell everybody to avoid the biggest money mistake I made was not saving for retirement in my 20s I was living in uh, actually living overseas and I just didn't prioritize that. I didn't really realize the impact that that would have. No one taught me that, I guess. Yes. (laughs) We've been playing catch up on that, but there's this with compounding interest and and time in the market, like that's such a crucial time of your life to do that. And I miss that window. Um, Even a hundred dollars a month can make a huge difference in that time frame. I miss that window too. So I feel you on that. I, I always feel like we're catching up. Like, but you can't go back. You can only that's right. decide to start yep. now and then teach your kids, teach your kids yes. to start in their 20s. 
Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. My, both of my teenagers have custodial accounts and they don't have nice. IRAs yet, but they have custodial accounts and they, so they're fully in on this. I'm like, y'all are not making the same mistake. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Don't repeat that. <laughs> don't repeat mom's mom and dad's mistakes, right? No, exactly. <laughs> and the last question isn't a question at all. Just finish this sentence. My favorite thing I've ever spent money on is, I mean, I really like my car. Is That's that good. No, it's kind of like a, I don't know, it's a gas guzzler, but I love it. But we'll go <laughs> back down to regular ones or, or people are, oh. are, you know, on their own and leaving and whatnot. But yeah, needing a big car at this season of life mm. is crucial. And that was a big change that like we went from little cars and minivans. And then it was like, well, we need a monster car for now. And then we'll go back. But it's been really nice to have. And I do oh. really value it. Anyway, that's awesome. Yeah. And it gets your people where they need to be with all their stuff, right? Their people and all their friends. I mean, there's so much carpooling. Um, like I said, I wanted a big car. We have a lot of people, but also because like, it's super fun. Let me just tell y'all, savor the times in the car with the teenagers, taking them to games, taking them to activities. I had like seven basketball players in my car. It was real oh. smelly, real <laughs> smelly, really funny and really fun. So like, that's what, like, that's those mm-hmm. types of things. And then just different events and practices and meetups and yada, yada. Anyways, it's a lot of fun with all the kids and having a big car. So, well, thank you, Aaron, so much for joining us. I know that the listeners are going to take away so many wonderful, wonderful, like tricks and tips, and hopefully they'll go into their next grocery shopping experience, just with an open mind, willing to kind of just try some different things out to save them money. I love it. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and interview with Erin. As always, if you are enjoying the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would actually leave a rating or review wherever you're listening. That actually helps my podcast get out to others and be pushed in front of others thanks to the good old algorithm. And of course, don't hesitate to share this episode with someone you think will enjoy it. I'll be back next week. Same time, same place. See you then.